I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and welcome to Paranormal Almanac. Hello! That's right, I am Kurt Sandvig. Thank you for tuning in to Paranormal Almanac. On this edition of Paranormal Almanac, I have another special guest. Uh, feel free to introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Todd Hendrickson. And also we have with us... Jamie Hendrickson. And Jamie is going to be here just to correct Todd's stories. <laughs> Absolutely. That's my understanding, anyway. <laughs> Uh, but before we get into their stories, I want to tell everybody again to please check out our Facebook page. It's Paranormal Almanac. I count on you guys for stories, so you can submit them through Facebook. I'll get an email address on the Facebook. You can submit them through there. And once again, if I like your stories, you can either I'll either read them on the air or I'll call you during an episode and you can read the story. So you can be part of the show as well. So... This week, I don't know if we're going to have you telling us a story about something that you just like, or if you're going to tell us a personal experience. So it's completely up to you. I've got either. Um, well, let's do personal experience then. Because right. you do have... So once again, I had another podcast back in the day. I've always wanted Todd on there because he has a story that I've always wanted someone to tell or wanted someone to hear besides myself. So I'm going to ask you to tell the one story, if okay. that's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. What? Tell us. Tell us a little bit. What is it? What's it going to be about? I'm so excited. Um, potential black-eyed kid story. Black-eyed kids. I love. All right. So I, I don't love the black-eyed kids. I actually hate the black-eyed kids. They scare the <laughs> hell out of me. Uh, paranormal stuff is fine. Paranormal stuff with kids, I don't like. And black-eyed children, I especially don't like. What are black-eyed children? Honestly, I don't think anybody knows at this point exactly what the black-eyed kids are. Certain camps say that they're demons. Other camps say they're aliens. Certain people say they're vampires, and they kind of have weird traits that mix and match with all of those. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm in the camp of demon myself. Yeah, it's odd. The, one of the bigger things they talk about with it is that they can't go somewhere unless they're invited, or they, they're requesting to be invited inside repeatedly, and they, it doesn't seem like they're going to go away until they get what they want. And they're always wearing... I mean, and again, please correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I understand, they're always wearing out-of-date clothing, either 18th century clothes or off clothing that doesn't look commercial. Yeah, it's either out-of-date clothes, out-of-place clothes, yeah. you know, wrong wrong attire for the season kind of thing, or, you know, just completely, something's definitely wrong with it. And I never, for the record, I never want a black-eyed children to come to my door. I don't want to have an interaction with black-eyed children. I, I, They do scare the hell out of me. They're bad omens. If you do, if you do invite them in, then you could potentially die. I don't think there's any... Fair stories. Oh, Stitch is going off on black-eyed children. There's black-eyed children at the door. Really? Get him, Stitch. He's been quiet for four hours, and then we start the podcast, and he starts growling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's a dog across the street. Ah, that's black-eyed children across the street. (laughs) So, all right, so there's no firm deaths um, attributed to black-eyed children. No, I don't think there's ever been a story that's been confirmed where anybody's actually let them in and everything's gone okay. There was something on one of the podcasts I listened to where somebody may or may not have let them in, let them have like a sandwich or something, but they don't know if that was actually Did a that person die? I don't think so. I think they were the ones who told the story. Yeah, so I was going to say, if, and if they did die, who would know that there was black-eyed children involved? I guess this is my question. That is a they really, die. really good question. All right, so let's get to your black-eyed children event, if you will. Sure. Um, it was 2007, November-ish. I know that it was cold outside. I know it was winter. Um, I was living in Oregon at the time. 
uh, an apartment building. Wait, this was in Oregon? I don't yeah. think I knew that. It was yeah, in Oregon. It's in Oregon. Oh, um, I, I, yeah, I already didn't know that part of the story. I uh, lived on the second floor, and it's a really standard layout. Um, the front door led into the living room, which is attached to the dining room kitchen area, and then the bedrooms are in back. Before my son was born, not long before, but it was right before my son was born. Like a big apartment complex, small? A fairly decent size. Down here in California, it'd probably be considered a smaller one. Okay. But for up there, it was a bigger sized one. Um, probably, if I had to take a shot, maybe 150 units, maybe. Okay, that's good size. Yeah. Um, was it one of those like gated community kind of things? Or no, no, it was all open. Okay. But winter in Oregon, you should go on... Uh, the difference between California. Yeah, California and winter and Oregon winter are very different things. Up there, True. it had already gotten to the time of the year where it's uh, it's it's really cold outside. It was right before the snows came in. Definitely not hanging out outside kind of weather. Sure. We're talking, for me, it was uh, jeans, uh, long sleeve shirt with a jacket kind of weather. You wouldn't want to hang out outside for very long, definitely. Well, it must have been about 1 o'clock in the morning. I was up late playing a video game of some sort. I remember very clearly there was a knock at the door, and I was thinking, who the hell be knocking at my door at 1 o'clock yeah, in the 1 morning? Yeah, 1 a.m., hell yeah. You know, especially considering you can hear the walls in this place. I don't know how to how, how to really re- tell you exactly how thin these walls are. We could hear all of the neighbors' activities from all of the units that below us, uh, alongside us, and diagonally down from us. We knew exactly what they were doing at any given day because you can hear everything through these walls. One thing you could certainly hear are the creaky steps that are going up. The, the, they're the standard cement with metal oh, yeah, yeah. steps that go up onto the second floor. I hadn't heard a thing, so I was thinking it's my neighbor across the way wanted something. Um, so I get up. I go look through the hole, the, the little peak people. Didn't really see what was there. Well, what kind um, of knock was it? Like, was oh, it, it was, a heavy knock? Like, it, was, was a, a, it was a lighter knock. That's a good knock. question. What yeah. kind of knock is the yeah, question? It was, it was a lighter knock on the door. Which led me again to think that I, I knew the person who was knocking. Otherwise, if it was, you know, say, the police looking for someone yeah. or some kind of emergency. It was, exactly. It wasn't somebody, like, God, let me in kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, somebody would have been pounding. So it was yeah more of a timid kind of knock. So I open up the door. And there's this little girl there with her head down. A uh, little blonde girl wearing a pink dress. Probably not older than 10. Okay. I would think. About 9, 10-ish age. Height. Um... Standard nine, ten-year-old kid height. So little, uh, little kid. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not good with exact heights on this one. I didn't. I definitely didn't have time Shorter to think up. Shorter than you. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and I'm a big guy, so I, you know, I'm, I don't get freaked out or scared easily. And I have kind of a background with the weird things. And I don't, I don't get scared easily. But the look, the something about this kid nearly knocked me off my feet. It was a feeling I've never really felt that kind of feeling of abject terror before, where it's literally feels like somebody dragged your guts from just below your heart down into your crotch kind of feeling. So as soon as you open the door, you got this there dread was, feeling. It was a wave. It's like it's like you walk into a room and there's like a like a bad smell or a wall of force or just like a, br- a stiff breeze that hits you. It was like that. Was it but as with, you opened the door or after? Before? It oh, was right after, after I opened really? the door. After I saw her, it hit me like it was a, like it was a physical feeling that washed across my body. Just something, there was, the only word that I could think of at the time was wrong. Huh. There was something wrong with this kid. And she starts to say something, and I'm not quite sure what she was saying. I, I don't really recall exactly what the inflection was. I didn't let her have much of a, much room to speak, because as she was starting to talk, she started raising her head, 
And at that moment, something snapped in me, and I slammed the door on her. I said something along the lines of, I'm sorry, you've got the wrong place. And I slammed the door on her. And everything seemed to kind of go back to normal in that one second where there's a huge shift. And something inside of me went, why did you slam the door on a little girl? That's what I was going to say. In so the it, winter. In yeah, the winter. At 1 a.m., this little girl's yeah. mom could have just died, and she was trying to get someone to call the police, and you just were like, nope, I'm out. And exactly. That's that's what got me right away is I don't think I'm a bad person. No, I don't not think, at all. I don't think I'm the type of person who would slam the door on a little kid in the middle of winter who just came knocking at my door at 1 o'clock in the morning. But something, something had just autopiloted in me. Where it's like, just no, yeah. no, Fight no. Fight or flight, yeah. So immediately, I'm talking less than two seconds later, I'm like, oh shit, what have I done? So I run to the window. It's um, it, it The window looks down on where the stairwell is. And it took me about two and a half seconds to cross. So maybe five seconds had passed between that point and when I made it over to the window. And I look out the window, and there's nobody in the stairwell. There's nobody at the bottom of the stairs. So I'm thinking, maybe she's still at the top of the stairs. I can still make this situation right. Yeah. Maybe call the police, find out where she lives, walk her home, something. And I op- so I go back to the door, I open it up, and there's no one there. I look down the stairs. I walk physically walk outside of the apartment, I look down, there's no one there. Nobody mm-hmm. in the stairwell down underneath there. Nowhere for her to hide. No. Nowhere for her to hide, absolutely. There's a clear line of sight. And, first of all, I would have heard her going down the stairs. Yes. Second of all, there wouldn't have been time for her to... Even if she jumped down the entire staircase, there would not have been time between me walking from the door to the window for her to make it all the way down and get out of there. So she was just gone. Really? Yeah. Now, it, wait. Um, This just dawned on me. When she was speaking, even though you weren't really paying attention to what she was saying, did you could you see her breath? Because it was cold. Come to think of it, no. I hadn't Ooh. even thought about that. I no, I did not. Ooh, this cool. I and like that was this. November in Oregon, probably well in the 30s. I think at that point, I probably would you have. Totally would have. Yeah. So I know this was a few years back. Can you remember like she's in a dress? Do you remember seeing her skin? Was it like white? Was it? Oh, she was know, definitely like, a white kid. <laughs> you know, like just, I mean, was it abnormally? Yeah. Why? Was it like what did? I mean, do you remember any Was she that's, unnatural looking? That's not what was really catching my attention. What was catching my attention was her head raising. And not to look... I didn't want to see what happened when she got her head all the way yeah, up yeah. And, looked me, and looked me in the eye. That's that's what really made me slam that door. And bef- I had never heard of the Black Eyed Kids at this point. Sure. I had no idea of their Wait, existence. Wait, when was this, 2007? Yeah. Oh, that was really early on in Black... It probably might even be before I even knew about Black Eyed Kids, to be honest with you. So, yeah, that's pretty yeah, I early. I hadn't heard a thing about it. So, when you know when all this happened, I I pushed it to the back of my mind until I heard, started hearing stories about it probably in, what, 2012, 2013? Yeah. And that's when everything kind of fit itself together. I'm like, maybe it was. It sounds a lot like one of those encounters. And it seems as though when she began talking, I think the question she was trying to form was, can I come inside? That's which is what they ask. And they want you, they need you to say yes, like you said. And they, yeah. and, and I don't know if that was my brain trying to piece it together in post. Um, I don't know if sure. it was, if uh, it just seemed at the time that that made a lot more sense that that's what she was trying to say. Can I come inside? But I didn't even think about it till afterward. Now, if you had to say, if you had to guess, what era would you think that pink dress would be? Was it 70s? Was it 80s? Was it 90s? Was it 1800s? Like, what are we talking? Is Having it... lived through the 80s, I can empirically say that was certainly an 80s-style dress. Okay, so 
compare it to you've seen Stranger Things, right? Yeah. What compare it to the pink dress that Eleven wears? More showy. Okay. It was definitely more of a ruffled, ruffled the more Molly Ringwald, pretty it, and pink. Yes, exactly. Okay, it's something more along those lines. Yes. So still really out of place. She shouldn't yeah. have been. She, she should have been wearing a coat at the very least. Yeah, she she looked as though she was going to a a, a formal event at one o'clock in the morning in a an apartment complex in Oregon. So as a ten year old, as yeah. a ten year yeah, like all ten year olds do, getting yeah. dressed up before they go on a hike <laughs> at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's really weird. And you've never seen a black-eyed kid since? No. Not that I've recalled. <laughs> or you've never seen that little girl ever again? No, I haven't. All right. So um, I'm going to ask you guys, what do you guys think? Was it a black-eyed kid? Was it a demon? Was it some undead ghost? Now, was she solid? Was it? Was she... She wasn't an apparition. No, not at all. It totally solid. It was, it was definitely looked like a kid, like a normal average kid. It was just that, that wave of just pure wrong that was coming off of it that was the the real difference i mean aside from that in the clothes obviously sure those are the only two things that really really stuck out to me now you also knew a lot of the kids in the neighborhood oh because yeah it was all yeah it was it was not a big complex and not sure. a lot of people had kids um there was a playground right across the way so i had seen all the kids in the complex at one time or another sure yeah some of them were playing on the parking lot or whatever and i had never seen this kid before and I never saw this kid again after. And as far as you know, none of the other neighbors had an, an encounter with her. No, um, I didn't actually bring it up to anybody except for my uh, my ex at the time. But uh, nobody ever mentioned anything to me about it. Yeah, which you'd and think then, that would be a weird... That 1 a.m. some little girl came to my door. Oh, she came to my door too. So you'd think that would be yeah. a thing. And then, you know, my I knew my neighbors. I, I knew my neighbors across the way a little too well from the thin walls <laughs> and the neighbor downstairs uh, the neighbor you know, everybody within my apartment block so the oh i have another the, question it's done to me mm -hmm. where were you so there were how do i ask this there were easier accessed apartments than yours oh or, yeah so yours wouldn't have been if she came off the street or came up the oh. stairs yours isn't the apartment that everybody would see no to the if you were facing out toward the street from where my apartment was um, from where the street came in, actually, the two apartments to the left on the bottom belonged both to the apartment managers. The ones directly above them, I knew the people who lived there. Um, the next block, when you come in to the right of where the entrance was, um, one of my friends lived there on the bottom level. My friend Matt lived there. Um, I knew the neighbor that lived across from there. I knew the neighbor that lived upstairs from him and the neighbor that lived across from them. I knew so, And, and ours was the next one to the right of that. So there are a good eight apartments closer than my own at wow. least and they and, and lucky you she chose you <laughs> to try and i don't know if there was other people getting knocks and hadn't mentioned it to me um or but i think that would be a thing yeah but then he didn't mention it to anyone either i guess it's true maybe yeah. everybody was like that was weird and then no one spoke of it again yeah potentially um i think that yeah. would come up i really do think that would come up if i had someone knock on my door i would and, and then disappear i would immediately not immediately, but eventually ask my neighbors, did you ever have this happen to you? And, you know, I've questioned that since then. Why didn't I make a bigger deal of this at the time? But there's been other events in my life that have been weird, like patently strange. Sure. That either myself or other people that had been with me at the time didn't mention again afterward either. Well, I, that's funny you say that because I saw once when I was in Vegas with 
my I was moving out from Michigan to California. I was with my two roommates. We're driving out. We stopped in Vegas. We're walking out of Excalibur going towards probably New York, New York, whatever was mm-hmm. across from it at the time. And I looked up and there was a gigantic triangular craft with uh, with like one circle and two circles and three circles in the in the triangle part of it. Wow. And I went holy shit, that's a UFO. And the people next to me went, holy shit, it's a UFO. And then we all just started walking to the next hotel. And and it wasn't a dream mm-hmm. because I got to the next hotel and I was like, why didn't I spend more time looking at the UFO? Yeah. Why wasn't I freaked out? And we all just kind of just walked on. That's really mirrors a story, another story I have from Oregon. Um, now, of all days this had to happen, it was on the 4th of July. So a lot of people are looking at the sky at this, this is, point. You're talking about Independence Day, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, um, this is shortly after my son was born. I think this, he was, uh, it was his first 4th of July. Um, so he was really young still. I was out with my ex and her family all out in the middle of the street looking up. And I'm the, assuming it fireworks. At fireworks, yeah. Yep. Um, all the neighbors are lighting off fireworks and everything, and then we see this really bright light that's just hovering in the sky. And we're like, well, that's not a firework. That that just doesn't hover. And it was moving. It started moving rapidly from left to right, up and huh. down. All these weird maneuvers, and it, it was it was pretty far off. So I've been thinking, God, this is so weird. What do you guys think? And I look over, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's weird. Not making a big deal out of it at all. And then after a little while went on, everybody around the neighborhood is looking up. And I'm like, is no one else freaking out about this? Because that is a UFO. Yeah. And they're like, yep, sure is. I'm like, oh, okay, so you know it's a UFO. Yeah. You're, this is this is ringing a bell with you, this whole UFO concept. And I'm the only one freaking out? That's weird. I mean, I, and it's not, and I've since looked it up, obviously, because I like UFOs. And I've heard more and more stories about that where... You just walk away thinking everything was normal, or you get calm and don't even think about it. Yeah, I even brought this up recently to my ex, maybe probably a year ago or so. And she was like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that sure was weird. And it's like, it's still, that's not really, yeah, not really not dawning. not the right reaction at all. Yeah, it's a totally inappropriate reaction. Yeah. Um, the only person that I found who could corroborate this is there's one guy online, I, I Google searched the crap out of it. And I found one other person who's like, yep, it happens almost every year in Oregon where you see the UFO up in the sky, bizarre maneuvers, and then it always ends with it shooting straight up afterward. Really? And disappearing just into a pinpoint of light into the sky. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what happened at the end of it. It just shot straight up after doing all these bizarre maneuvers. So it is like they're coming down to see the fireworks and then enjoying them and then taking off. But why in Eugene, Oregon? They have the best fireworks show in town? Apparently that's the one to see. I don't know. I've never seen the fireworks in Eugene, Oregon. (laughs) Not, not that special really, but I don't think they can rival ours. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I figured, come on, Disney alone. (laughs) I was thinking that if I was, if I was an alien, I would be wanting to check out Disneyland. Oh yeah. Well, who's saying that, I mean, you've seen a lot of the weird people in Disneyland. Who's to say you're not seeing aliens checking out Disneyland. That is very true. Yeah, that is true. So that's yeah, they're no. just coming down in, in person at Disneyland. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they can just walk around and no one will know. That is a great place to play the game, person or lizard person. Oh yes, that's and that, that's another thing that we talked about on the uh, the old podcast was to to pass time, person or lizard person. We used to play that game all the time. Yep, there's personal lizard person at Disneyland. There's personal lizard person at uh, where is the other place that we played it at? It was uh. Oh, it was near Olvera Street. It was the 
the train station in L.A. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah. That's totally a good one. And, that, and guess what? The answer is nine times out of ten, lizard, lizard person. person. 100% lizard person. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a self-explanatory game. You look at somebody, and you, and they're so out of place, kind of like the Men in Black movie kind of thing, where they're so out of place, or they're so in place, everything's too perfect, mm-hmm. and you play person, lizard person. Yeah. And, like I said, they're lizard people. They are. They usually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, see, all right, so that is a great first story. You don't have to have a second story, but while you're thinking of the second story, I'm going to tell you a little bit about, and see if you guys know this one, the Dover Demon. Do you know this one? Because this is a very, in my opinion, very unknown one. You know, it's not ringing a bell. It doesn't sound familiar to me. All right, so let me tell you a little bit about the Dover Demon. Um, The reason that it's really odd is that it was a one-and-done situation. So basically, the Dover Demon, it was in April of 1977 in Dover, Massachusetts. Three 17-year-olds were driving along. I think they were driving a VW, if I remember correctly. Um, when, when one of them, his name is Bill Bartlett, he noticed a creature near a wall of stones. It doesn't really explain in the story why there's a wall of stones. And it looks like kind of like a co- collapsed, like old-timey 1800s wall of, mm-hmm. of big, bouldery kind of stones. Yeah. And it's... The thing, all right, so they, they basically, they had the headlights on them for a second. Bill Bartlett noticed it, and it was a, uh, a a very thin creature with a very large head, the head about the size of his body. It was glowing brightly like orange marbles. had an oval head, very um, uh, gray alien-looking eyes and small mouth kind mm-hmm. of a head, but again, glowing orange, not, not grayish at all. Um, it was very hairless, pale skin. Um, like sandpapery kind of skin. So I mean, he saw it so much that that you know he had a good description. He even drew something for him after the fact. All they had all three boys draw a description of it, and they all drew a similar drawing, but not the same. It was bipedal. It wasn't on all fours. Um, when he but like I said, when he got home, he drew a picture of the monster. So did the other two boys. They dubbed it the Do- they dubbed it the Dover Demon by a local newspaper, and. Um, the uh, over the course of the of the night, two more sightings occurred, um, and then it just disappeared. The other sighting was by a kid named John Baxter. He sighted, he saw it while walking home with from his girlfriend's house. He thought it was a very short friend of his, <laughs> which is just stupid. Yeah, the creature was less than four feet tall. Um, so he kind of started to walk up um, towards it. He said it had really long toes, really long fingers that wrapped around a tree trunk and the rocks it stood on. Um, and then uh, the next guy is Will Taintor. Um, he was driving a friend at his home when she spotted the creature, and he drew it. In his drawing, it's more of a uh, four-legged creature-y kind of thing, which made the people say, oh, it was an infant moose. Move on. An infant moose. Exactly. Because apparently infant moose are glow orange and have... <laughs> no hair and look like sandpaper as we all know yeah exactly um but so that and that's pretty much it they just wrote it off as oh you guys saw an infant moose only problem is that when people started to think about it there are no infant moose in what is it april that i say april of night yeah in april the the moose aren't infants they're either bigger or heaven yeah exactly um so the the other weird thing is that um if i can find it on this piece of paper uh, the creature uh, reminded Baxter of a monkey, except for a dark, figure-eight-shaped head. Um, 
Two light spots in the middle of his head are looking straight at Baxter, who after a few minutes began to feel uneasy, and then he started to walk away. So he started to think for a few minutes, and he started walking very fast down to the intersection of Farm Street, and then a couple picked him up, a couple in a passing in a car picked him up and drove him home because he was so freaked out looking. So it took him a couple of minutes to feel uneasy about this? Yeah, so he's staring at this thing a few feet away for a good four or five minutes, and and... Obviously, that's odd as well. He's got that same almost uneasy, this is normal, wait, this isn't normal, i got to get the hell out of here kind of thing that we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I said, it's never been seen since. They've never had an explanation. Somebody thought it was a missing baby. That was another oh, wow. possible that explanation. Odd-looking four, four child. A four-foot-tall, big orange I think the parents eye. probably would have included that in the description. That's what I was thinking. And, and again, this, the photos of it, or not photos, the drawings of it, which I'll put up on the Facebook page as well when this episode airs, um, they don't look like any baby I've ever seen. Um, but it's kind of just gone its way into the, to the mist because they never saw him again. Um, so hmm. that's why I chose this one because it was one, like I said, I'd never really known about. Um, but it seems very odd and very interesting. So if you guys are from Dover, what did I say, Massachusetts? Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. Dover, Massachusetts. Um, if you've heard about this at all, if you're where, no, no matter where you're from, but especially if you're from the area, and do you guys know about the Dover Demon? And can you give us more information? Because it's really not a lot online. In fact, every the Wikipedia, all the cryptozoology pages, mm-hmm. they are all identical, which means someone got the one source and then everybody else has just been copying it. Like I just did. I'd love to hear if anybody else has seen it since then. If, yeah. I mean, it's been since, what, 77? 77. Yeah. yeah, 77. And in, in 77, or just before 77, would have been Close Encounters. That's what, 76, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everybody had aliens on their brain. Star Wars was just released. There's a lot of weird creatures there. Yeah. Um, you know, who's to say these kids... Well, these kids weren't all in the same car. Because I was going to say, who's to say these kids weren't high, driving around in a Volkswagen bug and freaking out. But there was three separate instances. Yeah. So huh. it's just just odd. That is. Yeah. So that is you, my uh, addition to this week, and it's called the Dover Demon. So now let's get back to you. <laughs> you had a possible another story you might tell, or no? Yeah. Um, actually, um, Jamie was there with me as well. Um, you could probably help me fill in some of the gaps on exactly when and where it was. Uh, we, were, we had just left a... They might be giant show. Yay! In, in Solana, Solana Beach, California. Yep. Was, so it's down by San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was Easter. Um, wow. See, and I don't remember don't it being rem- Easter. It was, I really it was don't Easter night, and it was a full moon because I just remember it was really bright out. How many years ago? Uh, it. I mean, four. Uh, I was working at my new job, so I mean, it's the year before it, last, then I think. It. Yeah. I mean, oh. I've been there for two years, so it, it was right. I think within. A few months of uh, all right working there, so I mean it's only been like a year and a half since it happened. Wow, there. I was thinking it was longer then. Okay, no, no, so, I mean this is recent. Yeah, we drive down. We we're basically in the L.A. Orange County area. We drive down to basically San Diego to see they might be giants. We see them here as well, but um, they might be giants. And then so we have we each have a, what we get like a forty-five minute drive home, hour drive home. Yeah, it's a little bit longer for us um, because we live in a completely different direction from you. I guess <laughs> but, that's true. Um, well, mine is almost a two-hour drive home, though. Yeah, it's. It, I would say it's about an hour and 45-minute drive. Yeah, oh, okay, so it's about the same, just in a different direction. Yeah, um, but yeah, just different directions. But I, we were 
so it the show is it was on a Sunday night. Todd gets up really early in the mornings for work. I get to sleep in a little bit more, so I was the one that was driving home. Um, so we, I immediately do directions to see which way we're going because there's two ways we can go. We could go to either up the five or we can go across, uh, basically highways to get to the 15 freeway. Uh-huh. Um, so the five freeway had a lot of accidents on it and it was 11 o'clock at night, 1130 at night. And I'm like, okay, we're just going to go take this highway area and Todd's just relaxing. Uh, so... I'm driving the road. Um, it's pretty dark because they're they're not well-lit roads. Yeah. Following my GPS, um, we're getting towards an area where it's a dead end. You either go right or left. And as we're coming upon this area, it's pitch black, but my headlights are... You could see a person standing on the right side of the road. Okay. And, and it's like 1130 at night in the middle of nowhere, and I'm just like what the hell is going on. I didn't say anything to Todd. I'm just gripping my steering wheel going, I don't want to stop. Yeah. So I, as I'm driving, I'm looking to the left going, okay, there's no, no cars coming. I'm not going to stop at the stop sign. I'm just going to roll right through and keep going because I don't know if this guy's going to try to jump on my car yeah. or what's going to happen. Nothing paranormal at this point. You're just afraid that this well, guy could be weird. As you're getting closer, you're, I'm actually seeing what the guy looks like, and I'm just getting chills up and down my spine, and Todd starts yelling, <laughs> it's the devil, it's the devil, it's just, the fucking devil. Just a, <laughs> it was the first thing that popped in my head, and... Uh... I, I half did it just to mess Without with her. Without even describing what he looks like yet, he's screaming this at me, and I'm going... And this is <sighs> as she was pulling away, because I wasn't yeah. going to do it as we were pulling up to him, because I knew that she would have just gunned it whether there was a car coming or yeah. not. <laughs> so we make okay. it around the corner, and he starts screaming this, and I'm like, what are you saying? What the fuck are you saying? I just don't... What are you saying to me? <laughs> and then I look up right around, and out of all things to say, I went, ah, I'm just fucking with you. It was just a ghost. Yeah, it was just a ghost. And I was just like, <laughs> no, that's not okay. I'm like, it's not okay. And, like, it, it just, I was like, if this happens again, you're going to have to drive the rest of the way home because I can't handle this. You know, I'm looking in my rearview mirror going, please, God, That's say what I was going to say. You know, I'm like, please don't be in the back of my car seat, <laughs> in the back seat. You know, I'm freaking out. And I'm like, if I see this, I'm just going to have to stop and make him drive, and granted, you know, he had some beers, and I didn't want him to do that. I was completely sober, so... Okay, um, that's going to be my next question. There was no chance that you guys no. were both sleep-deprived? No, little... absolutely okay. not. Okay. Absolutely now, not. Now, well, describe it to us. What did so, they... Why did you think it so was the fucking devil? Before I describe it to you, like, we, you know, we didn't talk about it the rest of the drive home. He kind of went to sleep, and I was freaked out the rest of the way. Um, Rightfully made so. Made it home. We both went to work. The next day, we hadn't said one word about it. Not, In fact, we didn't actually talk about it until two, three days later, where we went to go see um, a comedian um, with some friends at the Fonda Theater in L.A., and we were we went to the bar next door to have some meals and have a drink before the show. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to tell you the story of what happened. I start describing what the guy looks like to our friends. And Todd goes, that's not what he looked like. 
And I'm like, what are you talking about? So this is the first time we actually described what we both saw. And it turns out we saw two different things. Really? Yes. So what I saw as we're driving up, I can still picture it clearly, is a young man probably in his late 30s, maybe early 40s. He was wearing um, a black and white striped shirt, looked kind of like, like, Something from like the 1930s or the 1920s, like a sailor kind of. Oh, wear. okay. All right. He had bleached blonde hair, straight, short, all the way kind of down to his like eyes, and he had piercing blue eyes and the biggest fucking grin I've ever seen in my life. This no is- Joker in in any of the movies have come close to the unnatural grin that this guy had. He was standing there, and he had a like a sack um, at his feet, uh-huh. and like again, like you would see like a sailor like traveling with a, okay. a a bag of like you know a potato sack or something, and it just he just smiling away, standing in the dark as my headlights shone on him, and it was the creepiest fucking thing thin, ever. Thin guy, very thin. Thin, the only thing thin, I remember, fit, biggest grin ever, bleach blonde hair. Yeah, the, I was gonna say the only thing I remember because you texted me, I don't know that night, next day, probably when you were at the Honda right, or Fonda yeah. Theater when you when you figured out that okay, there's Something this is different. Happened, yeah, yeah. Um, it was that you mentioned that he had the most abnormally large smile. Um, it, it, like you said just now, like the Joker, but way more exaggerated. Yeah, like you it. It's not natural for a human being to have that kind of smile. It's just not natural. I've never seen it in my life. Already spooky, but what did you see? Okay, so as we were pulling up to where that stop sign was, where the road splits off, I'm looking over to the right, and what I see is an older gentleman, uh, must have been probably in his 70s, wearing a what looked to be a black jacket of some sort nice material i don't know maybe probably like black velvet jacket it was very very nice um stringy white hair um looked like a receding hairline but his his hair was a long and white same kind of bleached look to it and he had a gunny sack you know like the one of the ones the sailors would carry exactly we we both saw the same thing as far as that goes next to his left foot Uh uh-huh um he was staring straight into the car these blue piercing eyes and this insane looking Cheshire cat grin on his face. Okay, so he I'm did have the same grin. Freaking yes. ear to ear, we're talking black hole sun video smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The creepiest freaking thing I've ever seen. And of course the first thing that pops into my head is, oh, this guy looks like the devil. But I mean, I logically know it's probably not the devil, but it certainly is something weird. But, you know, I'm not having a filter at the time. You know, it was late at night, we were driving. Um, of course, as, we, as we're pulling away, a couple things I noticed right before I began yelling, it's the devil, it's the devil, um, was that uh, he was following us with his whole body. He wasn't just turning his head as he was looking toward us. I was closer than Jamie was yeah, by a couple feet, because he was sure. right outside my he window. He was on the right side, and not, you know. And, wait, what do you mean he was following you with his whole body though i don't understand that. instead of just turning his head as we were as we were going away as we were moving away from him his whole body pivoted to follow us to, to turn that direction so not from the waist but not the from the whole waist but the whole damn body but since right. i couldn't see his feet it just looked like a real weird gesture to me 
That's it just bizarre. Just so unnatural. And that, yeah, that freaking that freaking smile is what really cemented it. And I'm like, you know, that that was not a person, normal person, uh, you know, between the smile, the clothes, the hair, just everything about it was just like that was creepy. It wasn't that same feeling as with the little girl, not by nearly any any measure. It it was mildly creepy and weird and definitely something something's off. But it didn't put me in that state of terror. Oh no! It, uh, it was in, it was still <laughs> it was still in that that realm where I could joke about it enough to scream that it was the devil and then go ah no it was but a ghost I'm also, gonna go to sleep afterward. You also had a lot of alcohol. It wasn't so. a lot. It was a it was a decent and Maybe. believe me, well, the guy was a couple of feet from me and I I noted enough about him that I yeah. that our 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 descriptions of him could match with certain aspects of it, but. I definitely saw what I saw. Well, I was going to say, it. the hair was different, the age was different, the clothes was different, so that's not just one was sober, one was drunk. That was two completely no, I, different I descriptions. I mean in the sense of he's a little bit more relaxed. Oh, oh, oh I see what you're drinking. saying. Yes, yeah, yes, that's yes. My, that so might have played into why I didn't make a big deal As I'm driving up to this, this person that's on the side of the road... I had this creepy, sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach of this is not right. Sure. And I mean, and it's not just like it. it he definitely didn't look like some homeless person standing on the side of the road, looking like trying to hitch a ride. He looked like he was trying to hitch a ride, but he did not look homeless at all. He he his clothes were in perfect condition. See, and from my perspective, he looked like he was doing all right. <laughs> he looked like he wasn't hurting for money. Yeah, while you guys were telling the story, I was looking real quick online and, and trying to Google, you know, Cheshire Cat Demon, Large yeah. Smile Demon. And there's a bunch of Large Smile Demons, but nothing to the extent of what you guys are describing. Yeah. So, again, you've gotten a, a fairly new, or new to me at least, uh, sighting. Yeah. Creepy sighting. Yeah, I, I actually was looking forward to the next time we went out there. And we did go out there like a year later because we went and saw Frightened Rabbit down at Salona Beach. And at that point, I was like, you're driving home. I'm not driving home. Because... Oh, I had my eyes peeled And did you take the way. same route? We, we took did. the exact we same to. route. We had yeah. to because, again, the 5 freeway was bad. But there was differences. First, it, I don't know if Easter had anything to do with it. It was a full moon. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Was it a full it. moon as well? It was. But I'll tell you something right now. When that same exact spot where we were driving up to was well lit. And it was a property of a church. There was a really? church there. We could not see a church. It was pitch black I, I that you, night. Well, I can tell you exactly what I saw behind the guy. What? There was a hedgerow behind him before. As where the next time we went by there, no where way. they had the nice well-lit church there, there was just a small waist-high brick wall behind the parking lot of where the yeah. church was. I'm going to I'm gonna be the devil's advocate because I know someone that's listening to this right now is going to be like, why didn't you guys take a picture? Because that was a year and a half ago. You must have had a cell phone. So um, I I know the reason why, but I'm gonna ask you guys why didn't you take a picture? Well, I'm driving. It, well, sure. <laughs> and yep. I don't have my cell phone. Like this, I mean, yeah. between the time where we saw the guy and the whole event ended, it was, was less all than about a minute, two yeah, minutes. Oh, not, not yeah, even yeah. close to that. Let's see, uh, counting it out, maybe 10, 15 seconds. Sure. I mean, I I booked it through there. I wasn't gonna. I I like I said. You know, driving up, I'm I'm concerned someone's going to try to jump on top of my oh, car. Oh, hell yes, yeah. You know, oh. or try to get in, try to break it or something. I was just so worried that whoever this person is, they're going to try to 
get into her car. Yeah, and then you and, see that smile. And then I see what I'm seeing, and I'm like, I'm not stopping. Yeah, you're not going to pause and take a photo. Like I said, I'm just yeah. playing devil's advocate because I know someone's listening to this. It's going to be, why yeah, didn't and, they take a picture? Why didn't he, they go back and oh, take a look? Me, next time we went by there, I was, I was ready and waiting. Yeah. Jamie, I made sure she had her, her phone out just in case anything happened because I really wanted some proof of this. Oh, he would stop. Oh, actually, <laughs> yeah. I made jokes about it later, and yeah. I well, it wasn't even a joke, really. I'm dead serious. I would have got out and poked him with a stick yeah. just to see if it went well, through. Well, why, why are you going to do that? If it is a demon, <laughs> the last thing you want to do is poke a demon with a stick. At least you'll know at that point. But, all right, so you, you go out, you poke him with a stick, it either goes through him, and he's a ghost, which is scary as hell, or you just poked a demon with a freaky-ass grin with a stick... And now he's within arm's length of you. Didn't you say he had a cane? Yeah, he, the, yeah, the one, the guy that I saw did actually uh, have a he, cane. So that that yeah, I'd totally forgotten about that yeah, little but feature. Yeah, he was healthy when I. He yeah, didn't he have a he cane. looked. Uh, he this hair though, I gotta say from See, from what I saw. He's also kind of missing teeth and stuff too. His teeth were jacked, and yeah. he the he giant looked, smile teeth were jacked. Yes, they not, were. Not for me though. Um, and he had the the hair though, the receding hair that was longer, uh, pure white. Like a little like riffraff. I was just gonna say that, like yeah. riffraff from like Rocky riff Horror. Hair. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, good. I'm glad um, we both had the anyway, same. But anyway, getting on to your your demon question, I would be honestly not all too concerned. All right. Well, I would be, but yeah. that's good that you aren't. Um, <laughs> why wouldn't you be concerned if you can tell us? Uh, you just it wouldn't be the first time I come across something that's that weird. Sure. Um, if you want me you, to roll that into another no, story, I, I mean, guess I could. Sure, we got we've got we've got another ten fifteen minutes. I mean, if you'd like to tell another story, I'm more than happy to hear it. If you want to save another story for another episode, you're more than welcome to do that as well. It's okay. completely up to you. Um, I can go ahead and leave it on a bit of a cliffhanger, I guess, and say that um, it wouldn't be the first time that I've come across something which is uh, of the supernatural occult meant kind of deal. All right. And I have pretty uh, extensive background in that area. So uh, just to give the listeners a little backstory, I met you guys through, oh, I met you through Jamie, but I met you both through They Might Be Giants, more or less. Uh, well, actually, exactly, through yes, They Might Be Giants. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and we became fast friends because, you know, A, you're cool people, but B, you know, we like the same kind of stuff. And also, we like the paranormal or the weird stuff mm -hmm. you definitely have more experiences with paranormal than i do i've had a couple of ghost stories and a couple of and one ufo story meh two ufo stories but more more or less one whereas you seem to have some personal experiences in the paranormal and occult area yeah um just as a little bit of background um i've been researching the occult um, very specifically the uh, Western Hermetic traditions through that kind of bent um, since I was about 17, 18 years old. Okay, so let me ask you this then. Do you think that opens you up to more experiences? Did you just involve Jamie in a bunch of weird, more occult crap than she would have necessarily been involved with? Mm, potentially. Um, <laughs> that's really hard to answer. I'm sure yeah. she loves that From, answer. I'm sure she'll have a very strong opinion on this. Well, I would say... Um... When it comes down to it, he's, he kind of tunes stuff out where he doesn't really always pay attention if something's happening, and he'll just kind of shrug things off like, I don't know, I don't know, 
like, but me, I'm just like, no, that was something. <laughs> that's that's so weird <laughs> from my perspective because I'm almost, I wouldn't say I'm used to it, but there's so many things where I'll be like, huh, that was sure a ghost and move on with my day. And I'll go, no, 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 Jamie, we need to talk about that. Yeah, Jamie you... will call me back and be like, oh, but I don't want to talk about it right now. I don't, I don't But know. you do realize that she has the appropriate response and you or your response <laughs> case, is not. See, that's exactly the opposite from the whole UFO thing where I was like, hey everyone, look, that's a UFO. Yeah, hello. Everyone pay attention and never forget this moment for the rest of your lives. And they're like, oh, sure as a UFO. The exact opposite reaction when it comes to ghosts, demons, things like that. I'm like, oh yeah, sure is that. Okay, let's move on with our day and just not talk about it. Yeah, that's just the wrong... You have the wrong response, is what I'm saying. She has the right response. Your response but is weird and scary, and you want to poke demons with a stick. He's, but he's been studying it for years, and and he has his his knowledge, and like I think he's more like he approaches that paranormal more from a scientific standpoint. From a skeptic or scientific standpoint, I would say it's well, Both. Uh, divine scientific. I guess the the more of a theological bent in a lot of ways like i said i've studied the western hermetic hermetic traditions um for a really long time now um so you're not so you're not a skeptic you're a believer oh i yeah i know it's not even a matter of just yeah it's belief sure well, not even really a matter of belief that's just the, it's i just, know what i know it's I know knowledge what I've seen. it's real yeah yeah and and what about you would you consider yourself a skeptic a believer uh both I've had too many experiences to not believe, you know, to not be a skeptic, but, you know, I think I'd choose to, like, not experience things for the most part. <laughs> if you had a choice. <laughs> if I had a choice, I'd rather not see some creepy-ass guy in the middle of the night when I'm trying to drive home, but... And I can't get enough of it. That's the thing is, I don't know, there's something, there's something wrong with me where I'll, I'll experience something, I'll file it away... And I'll just move on, and then later on be like, you know, maybe I didn't see it that way, even though I know I did. It's I, I begin to question myself afterward, when even at the time, even with other people there, I know for a fact that it happened. It's just, there's, okay, it's a weird dichotomy. Yes, I, I, I know what I saw. I sure. believe because I know what I saw. Um on the other hand, there's still always a part of me that's like, eh, maybe there's another rational explanation to it. Well, that was going to be my, my next question to you guys. Can you rationalize your experiences? I, we talked about it on, the, on, on a previous episode with, uh, with the, my guest Mickey. Sure, we've seen weird stuff, but if you really think about it, some of, that, some of it can be rationalized away, not necessarily all of it. Can you rationalize what you saw at all? Oh well, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, my yeah, my brain tries to rationalize these things pretty quickly afterward. Um, maybe it was just an old man. But it uh, wasn't. He was young. Okay, maybe <laughs> it was a man he, of indeterminate age what? who really needed a ride, who just got done with a very formal engagement at the senior center on a ship. Uh, it four sounds people, rational to me, even though people, it's completely different than what she saw. Yeah. Maybe okay, maybe it was a a dance for people with severe facial deformities. Sounds legit. No, see, yeah. As I was describing this to my friends, and he was like, "That's not what I saw," and I and he starts explaining what he saw. I was like, "You're fucking lying! Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You saw a young man, and you saw exactly what I saw." 
but he didn't. He saw an older version of what I saw. Which would have made you feel better if you saw the exact same thing see, you saw? See, and that's what I was questioning. How come you saw the old guy and I saw the young guy? Yeah. Why is it that he, like, whatever this was appealed to me in a younger, appeared to me in a younger version? Why would that appeal more to me? Well. Why would that, why would... It didn't make me feel like, oh, yeah, I'll stop and see what's well, going on. Well, I was going to ask, like, what, what would your natural inclination be to help somebody? Would you help a younger guy or would you help an older guy? Well, if it I was a kid, helping... probably. No, he was in his late 30s. That's what I said. No, if it was a kid, yeah, I probably sure. would have stopped. But, sure. But neither, no, neither an old man. No, you doors on kids' faces. You've already <laughs> told us. I know. Okay, <laughs> minus that one event. That's the only time I never helped a kid in need, all right? <laughs> but, all right, so there's no better age that you would have been like yes well i mean i don't i don't think so to be honest with you like seeing the way he looked like did not make me go oh let me let me stop and help this gentleman yeah at all and if i and i'm thinking if i saw an older version it wouldn't have changed you still I, as a well as a rational person but i was gonna say as a woman but still as a rational person you're like uh-uh i'm not hell i'm not stopping yeah. In some dark and little you, corner you or somewhere. Think, like an older gentleman, I might, someone elderly, I would want help if they needed help. Mm, but, not with that smile. Yeah, well, yeah. But, <laughs> that was not a friendly smile. No, I know. But the young man, I mean, I would definitely not be like, hey, let's give you a ride. I mean, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm. You know, at the time I was 36 years old, and I'm I you know you, from a very young age you're you're uh, told do not like you're as a woman you do not help you do not stop yeah no I mean even with my husband in the car I'm not gonna be hey come on let me give you a ride you know and under it's not no like, circumstances were we gonna help this guy yeah this and, poor, and it's poor not guy. like he was sticking his thumb out like to hitch a ride yeah he was literally just smiling at you guys yes. In creepily piercingly yes. creepingly eye yes. yeah yeah all right so but it was just divine so believer and what did you say skeptic believer or just believer just believer all right you know because i considered myself a skeptic believer so there we go that's one of the things that i'm gonna hopefully if i remember to do i'm gonna ask every guest is what did they consider themselves so that was it this was the whole thing i can't thank you guys enough for being on paranormal almanac i hope you guys enjoyed it everybody you guys as well but oh, like absolutely. the the audience thank as well. you for having us oh no this was great and again um i i hope to have you guys hope you guys want to come back and do oh, another yeah, one because there's more stories i was yeah, saying a few more yeah yeah anybody's got enough stories to be on this it's you uh so uh uh please tell your friends about paranormal almanac please click like subscribe uh, uh rate us on itunes uh tell your friends tell your enemies tell everybody you can Thank you again for listening to an all-new edition of Paranormal Almanac.